My name is Jamie Atkinson, founder of podcastclosing.com, and this show is built for six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts who are looking to grow and scale their customer acquisition using that show. If you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast and you want to get featured on this show to talk about your own podcast journey, go to top100interview.com. Now over to your glamorous host, Brittany Chaterbock, and don't forget to subscribe for daily interview content. Hey guys, it's Britt here today. It's a Saturday, the sun is shining, and I have a super exciting guest coming on the show. You guys, the guest I'm bringing on, Valerie Howard, or Heward, sorry. Um, she is a trauma and recovery coach, author, speaker. She's also a ho- the host of Post Trauma Secrets and Decut- Decluttering. So she's also another fellow Canadian. So that's exciting today. You know, I have another Canadian on the show. <laughs> so we're going to have some great conversation. Um, you know, we're going to talk about her journey. We're going to talk about her business, what she's got going on, the wins, the challenges, you know, and within that conversation alone, I think we'll cover some great stuff. So welcome to the show, Valerie. I appreciate taking the time of the day. How's it going? It's going really amazing. Thank you so much for receiving me. Oh my gosh, absolutely. It's my pleasure. And I know you're busy traveling. So this is, um, this is, uh, this means a lot to come on. So Valerie, I know I gave you a super brief introduction. Now, if if you're open to it, I think it'd be a great time just to take us back through the journey as to, you know, how did you get to where you are today? Yeah. So basically, uh, I'm a military wife. And we were having a nice uh, life, me and my husband together, have two kids at home. But things were not always easy in a sense that I wasn't able to remember the precious moment, like my first kisses or the first day the children walk. And what happened is I realized and I was diagnosed with complex post-traumatic stress disorder or CPTSD. So I had to go through that and I had lots of therapy and different modalities. And the thing is, one day we were supposed to be post because my husband was posted to a new city. And when the movers came, they tell us, you know what, we cannot move you. You have too much stuff. You have to let go of minimum half the belongings that you have. So that was a shock letting go of minimum half the belongings. So JM had to move forwards to continue his job. And I had to stay behind and declutter. So among that journey, I realized that I was getting in touch with my emotion. I was starting crying. I was starting laughing. I was starting having different kinds of emotion as the moment I was letting go of my belongings. So as I let go of the belongings, I let go of the trauma. So, and then we were able to reunite the family together. And when we get back, I decided to become a professional organizer and homestager to help people be able and other family, military family to move. And every single client that I was having were talking about their trauma. So we did some research and we realized that there's a link between trauma and clutter. And we were able to really help our fellow uh, Canadian at that time or military family to be able to feel better and let go of the, both the trauma and the clutter. This is how we get into business first. 
Incredible. Now, you mentioned something that stood out to me, you know, having to get rid of so much of the clutter. I mean, but that was to you that probably wasn't clutter. Like that was a lot of stuff you had to get rid of and you couldn't move. Now, was there an attachment to the clutter at the time that was, you know, obviously emotional too? Like, how do I downsize all the stuff that I have? Or tell me a bit about that. It was emotional, but in fact, I had built all the clutter around me to kind of protect me. It was kind of my fortress, my nest, my blanket, you know, that were protecting Mm -hmm. me from either receiving people at home or either having to move or having to. So it was kind of really my mechanism of protection. So, and I was doing a lot of dissociation at that time for emotion. That's why it was so surprising when I started decluttering, starting to feel some emotion. Because before that, I was simulating emotion, but I was not feeling them. Absolutely. You also said something that stood out to me, you know, there was a link between, you know, the clutter and the trauma. And I, and then you mentioned, you know, it, it was a protection mechanism. Do you mind going, diving in even deeper into that? Because I th- I just want to hear all a lot more about it and, and really get clear on it. Oh, I would love to. So what happened is when you had a trauma, your brain gets on a higher level of alertness than most people. Okay, that's the stress center in the brain. And what it does is it, it produces more cortisol than other people. That's the stress hormone. So when that happens is the cortisol raises and you're way, way, way in the top of cortisol, but that slow down the frontal lobe. And this is where the executive functions are. So those are like, for example, planning, organizing, sorting, focus, memory, It's all there in the frontal lobe, and that is slowed down. So people are working really hard during the day to be perfectionists at work, but they bring Mm -hmm. more energy to keep the frontal lobe up to speed. So when they arrive home, they're exhausted, tired, and just want to turn out the craziness of the day. And then things start to pile up. But the problem Mm -hmm. is when things start to pile up, it, like your brain is managing all the information at the same time in the room. You know, like when you go at a fair and there's lots of stimulation, you come back home and you're really tired. So it's the same thing when you're in a home with a lot of clutter, your brain is overstimulated and then you become more tired and more stressed. So then your frontal lobe is even slower and then you start doing more piles. So it's what I call the clutter vicious cycle. So it's really, really how it start piling around yourself at the beginning. And sometimes we don't see the pile. You know, I say pile, but it can be having the closet fully packed that you cannot even put an extra eraser in it. You know, it's just like all the closet, everything, like having three size up, three size downs of clothes. Right. Just in case, you know, yeah. is that necessary? Right. Exactly. Right. Thank you for covering that. Um, That is huge. And, you know, another question I had was like, business, like you guys are probably one of the only businesses that, you know, work with the trauma and the clutter. Do you want to touch on that? 
I realize yes, that you guys connect it together and there's probably no other business that really does or that I'm aware of anyway. Tell me a little bit about that. You know, in the realm of professional organizing, we hear a lot of Mary Kondo, for example, that pass on Netflix. And the thing is, most professional organizers, they start by, we need to declutter your stuff. That's the aim and the goal and the result that we want to obtain. But by doing that, they don't tackle the cluttered part, the trauma part of the clutter. So then the clutter is coming back all the time after. I see so many clients going with a professional organizer and then the clutter is coming back. It's coming back. It's coming back, you know, and it's traumatic when they do that that way, you know, like we see in the hoarders show on TV. Yes. It just creates another trauma to the person and they will clutter it back. So we develop really a system, a process that we call the decluttering journey that really allowed to break through the trauma and let go of the trauma to be able to rise, thrive and shine and be able to really let go for good and be able to maintain after that. I love what you guys are doing. And you, like, yeah, the clutter, like what is the root cause of the clutter? That's where you're digging in deep and figuring that out. Is that correct? Yes, kind of thing. That, Otherwise you remove it and they, and then they, you remove it and then it's, they can bring that clutter right back in if you don't really solve the trauma and the in the root cause of the whole thing. Am I understanding yeah. correctly? You're understanding correctly. And just an example on how different we are. Mary okay. Kondo is telling people, you know, you need to touch the item to really see how you feel it. And then you can decide if you let go of it. Okay. I'm saying because that's really good for people that do not have trauma. For people that have trauma, when you touch the item, the wave of emotion is so big that it threw you off and people stop and procrastinate. They just postpone the decluttering. So I tell her, my client, do not touch the item when you declutter. Because when they touch, it's really too hard on them and they're not able to continue the process. Right. So there's different things like people with trauma need a special attention when they declutter that is different than people that did not experience trauma. That would make sense. You know, I'm thinking of those um, shows that I have watched like on Netflix or on TV, you know, hoarders, hoarders, and it is such an emotional process and they don't want to give it up, you know? So there's that protection feeling. And I really, really see what you're saying, honestly, with that. yeah, it all comes down to the trauma. Yeah. Crazy. Valerie, let's talk about your um, services and how you go about delivering them at the moment. Yeah, we have a book that is a bestseller that is able to find on our website. And we also have a program that is a coaching program. And the beauty of this is that we go through the decluttering journey. That is a four-step process. And what is really, really important is I always say you need to declutter four things in that process. You declutter the stress, the mind, the time, and the space. 
So what we do is we really start with the stress first because of what I explained earlier about the cortisol that is too high. We need to bring that lower so the frontal lobe can kick in and do its job. And just that first step, people, you know, they arrive and they're standing a little bit more smiling and things like that on the calls. Because to go through those four steps, what we have is we have a part that is called the Doers Academy. And on it, you have online course, like multiple video inside the roadmap, but you also have a forum where you can talk with other people on the same journey and I'll ask you all your questions, but we have also meeting almost every day. People do not need to come to all meeting, but they came when they need it. So if they declutter and then they have a panic attack coming, they don't need to wait a week or two before talking to someone. They can come that day on a call and receive the support and coaching they need. I love that. And you know, that's huge because you have the support from everyone then. And you know, not having to wait that week for another panic attack to happen or, you know, the emotional feeling is huge. So I love the support that is in your program. Um, I think that's huge because it is such a process probably for these people going through it. It's got to be tough. Yeah. And you know how all business close on holidays and uh, general holidays. For us, right. these are one of our biggest day because really? people with, yes, people with trauma when happen those day where everybody's joyful or there's fireworks or things like that, they have triggers and okay. they have emotion because they didn't necessarily have those bond that they can enjoy those days. So they're really sad and distressed. So we still have a program on these days. And I'll tell you, we have tons of people coming these days and asking for it. That is incredible. Who'd have thought on holidays, hey? Wow. I love that. Yeah. Now tell me a little bit about, you know, when did you start the podcast and what were the intentions behind it? And maybe where is it at today? Yeah, give me one tiny second. Yeah, no problem. We started the podcast in 2021 after meeting Russell Bronson. So this, we had a love that guy. We yeah. Russell Bon he's a life changer. He is. So he was telling, you know, you need to be out there and things like that. So how we do it was a little bit kind of different. So we did a summit first, where we had over 6,000 people coming to our summit. And from there, we started the podcast afterwards. For so, those who couldn't make it to summits and needed a little bit of information or? Exactly. So the podcast we're now as 18 episodes. I know we didn't follow the everyday being out there that Russell says, but we will come back. Like there's 18 episodes right now, but it's in 2023, we will do other episodes of the podcast because our episode has so many downloads for, you know, to be out there with only 18 episodes and having almost 1500 downloads a month. It's a lot of download per episode. So it's really amazing. It, it was a journey to 
really discover our voice, you know, how we can help people and how we can support people and all of that. So we'll be back on the podcast. And you're not alone for taking a break. I mean, that happens often. Now, do you do a lot of solo inter- uh, solos or do you do interviews or a little bit of both? Uh, it's mainly me and JM together. So it's kind of an exchange together right. about the subject. So, for example, we can talk about the link between trauma and clutter, or we can talk about why some people with trauma experience more pain in their body, or there's uh, like, what is the journey of getting better and different subjects like that. Right. Now, I wanted to see, you know, you often have people coming from the podcast or from say Google or whatever, you know, reaching out to afterwards after getting some knowledge um, from you guys. Tell me a bit about how you get people coming from Google and coming from the podcast. Cause I know that we kind of mentioned that earlier and I kind of just want to touch on it. Yeah, that's really uh, interesting because we are doing some Facebook ads. So people see us, but you know, people with trauma, there's a lot of lack of trust. Okay, mm-hmm. they are on shaker. So they go either on Google, on YouTube, or on podcast, and then they find us, they listen to us, and then they come back. They come back to us and then they purchase. So it's often where they get the trust factor in us to be able to then come back and purchase. So it's really interesting because at the beginning, when we were doing only Facebook ads, we didn't have the same result as when we do Facebook ads and people can find us on YouTube, Google, or um, on the podcast. Wow. Isn't that a great feeling? You know, that feeling of authority and the credibility that comes along with the podcast, Um, you know, driving clients to you. It's, it's just the best feeling, you know, that you're helping someone out there and on a global level, instead of just within your, your own community, now you're reaching people globally, which is a whole nother level. So I love podcasts. It is is a huge difference. Right. Right. Now, what does your client acquisition look like? What's that process like for you guys? So for us, it's really people that is going on Facebook they are interrupted by one of her ads. It's often a curiosity ad about the link between trauma and clutter. And then they purchase her book bundle. From there, they came and uh, we tried to have them on a call that is a decluttering review. And on that call, we want to upsell them her high ticket program. And when Love they are it. in the program, they are for a full year with us. It's not a program that is three months and after that they relapse. It's a full year, so they have the time to really develop and maintain. Yeah, it, it, here, here's the thing. Like, you know, people think that they can, a lot of the time, they think they can join for like six weeks or, you know, a couple months and everything will change forever. And it's usually not the case that you need to, you need to make these changes and work hard on it every, every day, you know? So I get what you're coming from when you say it's a year program. Um, because I do think it, you know, it doesn't happen as soon as we would like it, like these changes. Right. And, um, it does take time, but if you're, if you are driven and you're ready to do it, um, it's perfect. It is. 
I love it. It is. We see so much growth in our clients. It's beautiful. I love it. Now, what are you doing to grow your business? Um, if you don't mind tapping into that topic, I think that that, that would be really relatable to those listening as well. We're One also that, growing. Yeah. What I think that is really important is testing, like doing split tests. We did like between, let's say, September 2021 and now we did over 4,000 split tests. That's a lot of tests, testing the landing page, testing the ads, testing the color, the font, the words, the copy, the, and that make a huge, huge change for us because that's how we cross the 2CC barrier. That's how we were able to say we have a funnel that did 2CC. And that is just beautiful. And now we're ready to uh, expand horizontally or vertically. But we were really wanting to get to that stage before expanding. So we have plans to expand. Uh, and that's coming, you know. Right now we're focusing on growing the sales team. And that's a whole new adventure. I will tell you, having uh, salespeople working for you, setters and closer, yeah. it's completely different. Yeah, and just find the right people for the right positions. But I mean, having those closers and having those setters, you'll be able to, I mean, outsourcing is great when growing. Like it's something we need to do, right? But it is it yes. is a challenge sometimes, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I was just going to ask you how you grow your business. Um, and your next focus, but it looks like you already told me. So I love that. Yeah. What do you find? What do you find is the biggest challenge within growing the business? For us, it was the copy. Being sure to, you know, in the client journey, being sure to use the right words at the right moments. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't use the right words, clients are not coming because they don't feel it. And as English is our second language, it was really like a challenge to really work in English and be able to use those right, those right words onto the marketing. Right. So that was really a big challenge for us. And right now one is that we want to start publishing again. And we observed that with all the managing of the business and the fulfillment and the marketing and everything, where do we find time to publish? Because publishing here and there, yes, but when you want to publish consistently, it takes a little bit more. It takes time. Yeah, for sure. And it, you know, I often find like the CEO, CEOs and, you know, the founders of the business often, you know, a lot of the time they're working in the business more than on the business, you know, with the whole time struggle. So it's understandable. Um, would you say you feel the same way? Yeah, we're kind of in the boat. Like we have some moment that we work on the business and some moment we work in the business. Right. So really As you're that, growing. Yes. It's really like we need to scale. We're at that point right now. So we need to work more on the business, but there's still like people want to talk to me in the coaching, for example. Right. 
So I still need to have a presence with the client. So I'm still working in the business in that as well. Yeah. Yeah, and I definitely don't think you're alone there. I mean, it, while while growing and you know growing that sales team, that'll happen, right? So I definitely understand. Yeah, but we love it. Absolutely, of course. And you're making a difference in so many people's lives. So it's just, it's huge. Now, Valerie, I know we're getting the close to the end of the episode here, and I just wanted to give you a, the next two minutes here to, you know, really dive into anything that you've got going on in the business. And um, if there's anything else you want to leave us with today, now would be the time. And I think what you're doing is incredible. So I just really want to give you the stage, just if there's any other things you'd like to add about what's going on in the business and how you can help people. Oh, thank you so much. I would like to invite people to listen or podcast. It's at uh, the website. We'll be sharing the link probably for the, the link for the website and the podcast. Right. In the show notes. So, yeah. Okay, perfect. So basically it's tiny.ie PTSD podcast. And the other one is tiny.ie Doers Academy Momentum, because that's the name of our program, the Doers Academy Momentum. So it's really, really a place where people will be able to see the work we're doing and see, you will see there's some client testimonial over there. And it's also a place where you can book a free decluttering review if you want to get in touch with us. Thank you so much, Valerie, for taking the time out of your day to sh- and share what you have going on. I think it's incredible that you are working with people that deal with trauma and clutter. Um, that is something we don't see every day that people are working with, and it's a real thing that needs that people need help with. So it's incredible to see this and have you on my show um, talking about it. Now, um, I appreciate it, and I hope to get you back on actually within a year just to see where you're at there, like, you know during this, you know, you're during the scale right now. And I'd love to see what it's like when, once you get to those, um, get those sales teams and everything in place. So that's exciting for you. Thank you so much. I will be glad to come back. Thank you. Group, if you're listening and enjoyed, please like, and subscribe. If you're a six figure or higher, um, business owner, please go to top100interviews.com. I'd love to have you on just like I had Valerie on today to talk about the business and the podcast. Um, you know, challenges and and the wins and talk about your journey um this is the place to do it so thank you so much valerie and we'll catch you on the next episode everybody bye hey everyone i hope you really enjoyed that episode as always if you want to listen to more daily interview content make sure you subscribe and here's three ways i can help you in your business for free one check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel and this is actually how i was able to quit social media forever you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters two if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows head to top 100 interview.com and then three download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.